When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you don't have a clear curriculum for your classroom, it is so overwhelming to try to put that together yourself. Spending hours on Pinterest and Google, pulling worksheets and pulling pieces of curriculum together to make something that works for your classroom. That's why we created the Autism Helper Curriculum and now offer Curriculum Access. Curriculum Access gets you access to all levels and all subjects of the highly differentiated evidence-based Autism Helper Curriculum. You can have students working on letter identification and working on parts of speech at the same time in our easy-to-use curriculum. We currently have hundreds of teachers using Curriculum Access from all over the world with consistently rave reviews. I want you to join that group of teachers. Now is the time to ask your administrators for curriculum access. We have an email template ready to go so you can ask them to set up a demo. Your administrators can jump on a live call with our team members to see everything that's included in the Autism Helper curriculum access. Next year, let's reduce the overwhelm. Let's start the year out with a path and a plan and resources to meet all the diverse needs of your students. Let's make next year the year of curriculum access. Head over to the show notes to learn more. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. Welcome back to another edition of our mini ABA series. Today, we're going to delve into the big bad world of consequences. And we're going to actually talk about why all consequences aren't big or bad. Today, I'm chatting with Hillary McClinton. Hillary is a BCBA from British Columbia and is the founder of Coastal Ridge Behavior and Sleep Solutions. As Hillary shares in this episode, consequences happen all around us. Hillary dives into planned versus unplanned consequences and how to best take data and observe the environment to figure out how consequences are affecting behavior. Let's jump in. Hi, Hillary. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. I love this idea of the series and talking about topics in little bits. I think it's great. Yeah, I know. I think it's I think it's going to be fun. So this topic is a good one, and I'm really happy that you suggested this one. So we're going to talk about consequences today. And before we get into the good stuff, let's talk about the misconceptions of what consequences mean, because I think we got to kind of fix the semantics of consequences a little bit. <laughs> I agree. I, and I think when I, when I, when I think consequences, what I think of is, you know, uh, somebody sort of wagging their finger at you saying there will be consequences. <laughs> That's exactly what I think about. <laughs> <laughs> right. I have that visual of, uh, oh, I think of my aunt who had a big wooden spoon on her wall. And I think of how she would, you know, point there will be consequences <laughs> this many years ago. Um, and I think, 
it's very common to think of it as a thing we do to somebody or a bad thing that's going to happen. And it's really not. And I think in our world, it means something very different. And I know that every field has a different way of talking about a term and we all kind of contribute to our understanding of the world. As behavior analysts, we define things very clearly. And I think consequences for us mean something very different than that thing is going to be done to you, or at least I hope it does. (laughs) So in the ABA world, if a teacher were to hear a behavior analyst, you know, talk about consequences, what is that behavior analyst likely referring to? Typically referring to some sort of punishment, some sort of um, bad consequence, bad thing. It's usually equated with, you know, we're going to do something that the child isn't going to like, or we're going to do something to the child that's not in line with their values, with their learning goals, et cetera. Um, I think it usually means a bad thing is going to happen. But in reality, what, what do consequences really mean? I usually think of them as, and and when I'm working with um, parents and when I'm working with professionals, I think of it as, imagine this thing has happened and you hit record and you record 10 to 15 seconds after that thing happened. That is the consequence. It doesn't discriminate. It's not good or bad. It's just what happened after an event, a behavior, a thing that we're looking at, what happened in those 10 to 15 seconds even up to two to three minutes, what happened? That's the consequence. So when we're looking at, you know, talking about consequences in our natural environment, they're really things that happen naturally and organically after an event. When we're talking about consequences that we deliver, that we plan for, again, we shape the environment, we change the environment. That's what we change as behavior analysts. We don't hand a pallet to the child. We don't say, okay, everybody, this is the this is the grand plan that we all need to do. We're going to do this to the child. It's more, let's change how the child's interacting with their environment. So what can we shift so that they're meeting different consequences? Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, that's explained really well. You know, you touched a, a minute ago on the concept of planned versus unplanned consequences. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that? I think of unplanned consequences as just those natural contingencies we come across in life. Um, Those things that maybe we didn't mean for, or we didn't plan for, we didn't intend for. I always think of um, our dinner table now with my kids. I have two boys. They are, uh, one is almost four next, actually next week, my goodness. And the other is six. And, you know, one of them will do something silly at the table and I try to stay all stern. I try to stay like, no, we don't use them, no potty talk at the table, et cetera. What I don't plan for is that his little brother is all of a sudden in a fit of giggles, practically <laughs> in tears because he's laughing so hard. I can't control that. I can't, I can't make that stop, but that's the consequence that my older son is meeting. And that means that when we talk about whether behaviors go up or down, <laughs> the chances of him doing that thing again so that his brother laughs is pretty high. And we end up with a pretty crazy dinner time because we can't settle anything down. So that's the, more of an the exact same situation happens at my dinner time. I also have a four-year-old and I don't know if it's like a four-year-old thing with potty talk, but uh, yeah. You right? know, and that's when I asked you about planned versus unplanned consequences, I was actually kind of thinking the same thing. Like, you know, you're not going to ever stop a group of 
of fifth graders from laughing when someone says the word but. Like no. everyone's just going to laugh no matter what. It's un, it's not, it's not planned. We didn't add something to the environment. It's just kind of naturally what happens. Right. And these and I think we encounter these natural consequences, these natural contingencies all the time are at any given moment we always have choices. We always have you know, I could answer my phone, not answer my phone. I can go upstairs to get something to eat. I can keep working. I always have at least two choices at my disposal. And either one is going to carry with it a consequence. Um, if I don't go upstairs right away, I'm going to get hungry, probably hangry in a few minutes. And I have no, I have a Zoom call coming up. I might want to take care of that. There's always some sort of consequence that we're meeting in our daily lives that change how we do things in the future. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So thinking about, you know, getting rid of this misconception that consequences are only negative, um, how can, you know, as, as educators and as clinicians starting to kind of shift what that means? Like if we're encountering situations where there is that misunderstanding and you're like, oh, what was the consequence for that behavior? And they're like, nothing. He just got away with it. It's like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> how can we teach people to reframe that a little bit? I think that language is such an important tool. In, at our disposal that we sometimes don't put enough emphasis on. The words that we use are really important. And I'm always aware of the audience. I'm always aware of who I'm talking with. And if I don't need to use the word consequence, I might not, or I might start talking about it in a different way before I use that word. Because it does mean different things to different people. We need to be aware of that. Not everybody has their behavior analytic hat on and knows what each term means or is going to have to sit for an exam so that we know what each <laughs> term means. I think how we talk about things and the examples that we give are really important. I try to mix up, depending on who I'm talking with, what kind of examples I'm giving. Am I using my own personal experience with my kids? Am I using my personal experience in life? A way to kind of show people that Again, a consequence can't doesn't have to be something that we do to somebody. It just naturally happens. And sometimes if we can come up with that, I think we've all had those moments where you, you explain something and you see the light bulb, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, there you go. You got it. This isn't a thing. This isn't that thing that you think it is. It's bigger than that. It actually happens all throughout the day and you've experienced them too and they change your behavior too. And I think that gives a more solid understanding of how behavior change works, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and and I think this term especially gets confused in the in the context of taking ABC data. I think mm. so often teachers are told you have to take ABC data, and and you're like, yeah, sure, I, I know what that means, and then that can get that can have a really big impact on what that data looks like and how useful that data is mm -hmm. if there isn't a clear understanding of the C, the consequence. Mm hmm. And I think when I'm training, I, I tend to use the video example, meaning when you're when you're writing out the consequence part, I don't want you to think of, of what you did. I don't want you to think of one particular thing. I want you to think of a video camera rolling. 
And if you were to go back and now narrate that video, what would you say? Because you wouldn't just include what, what one person did. You would include things like, was there a shift in environment? Um, did Sally over there laugh, but Billy over there cried? We want to include both of those pieces of information because they might be relevant. Um, thinking about that bigger picture of narrating what is happening afterwards so it's quite neutral. It, it, we're not necessarily looking for that good or bad thing that happened. It's more just what happened in that time frame because all of that information can tell us why somebody may be doing something or why they may do it again because we're all looking to seek or avoid, right? We're typically looking to seek something out or avoid something. And if we can get more information around that, we have a better understanding of why something is happening so that we can plan for it. Yes. I love the suggestion of thinking of recording and just taking all the notes because there are so many components to a potential consequence that we don't yet know. We, you know, mm -hmm. if we're in the stage of taking ABC data, we don't yet know what, you know, the potential why behind a behavior could be. So we want to know all those little things that, that happen and the narrator, quote unquote, would pick that up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's it's been a helpful tool to kind of explain to people. And, and I think it's resonated in most cases because it takes it away from the, the sort of pressure to, I have to write down the thing that, that made all this happen. It's more, <laughs> no, you don't. You don't really have to. You just have to think in general, what happened if the camera was rolling? And after you look at a pattern, after you look at maybe a few days or, or at least 10 instances of a certain behavior, you can see what that pattern is and then you can make a better better decision around treatment and what to do. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hillary. I loved all these little tidbits. These were some really good examples and some really easy to utilize suggestions. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one -on -one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum. Everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. 
So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.